Hello and welcome to session five on our well-being journey. Now we're over halfway through and this session is really fascinating because it's all about our spiritual well-being. That's not necessarily a subject that you just jump into conversation about over pub lunch, but we are going to be talking about it today. I guess you describe your spirit as something completely separate from yourself. Um, beyond our bodies and our minds and the slightly untouchable, something we can't put into words. I don't know, what would you say, Simon? Um, oh, you're putting pressure on me to put it into words, so I'm going to try. Um, Joanna is, of course, right, because just like our bodies, our minds and our emotions, it's our spirit that also needs our attention. Now, you might well have a faith and you describe your spirit in connection to a God or perhaps a higher power, in which case today should help you analyse that a little bit more closely. But maybe you just need a bit of a refill or tweak one or two things. And if you don't have a faith, that's absolutely fine, because maybe this could be an opportunity to look at an important aspect of well-being that you've never, ever considered before. Now, Joanna, when I say spiritual well-being to you, yeah. what are you thinking of? Now, I just think it's a bit like any of the other areas of well-being. You know, we talked about physical well-being a couple of weeks ago, and I can't just expect to well, eat healthily once a month and then eat loads of junk, and for it to be fine. It's not going to be fine. I need to address my spiritual well-being all the time, just as I need to address my physical well-being all the time if I need to be healthy. And it's just like that. We can't just let it go. But I'm really looking forward to um, meeting our first teacher for today. Her name is Miriam Swanson, and she's a globally recognised speaker and leader who works for a company called Fusion. Now, she's really passionate about leading people into a healthy spiritual life. And she's on Zoom, so I'm going to go meet her now. Rolling in the States. Rolling in the UK and uh, action. Miriam, it's so good to have you chatting to us. How are you doing? Yeah, doing really well, thank you. It's great to see you. Now, we've been chatting about spiritual well-being and I just want to ask you, you spiritual, the word spiritual is really, really broad. So I've got... Some, some people I know will kind of go into the whole crystals thing. They, you know, there's other people who pray to the universe, but... Tell me, what, what really is spiritual well-being? Yeah, gosh, that word spiritual, you're right, it is huge. And um, I suppose what I'd say is if you think about you as a person being like a house, your spiritual bit of you is almost like the kitchen in the house. It's like the heart of the home where things are made, things are kind of alive and buzzing, where conversation happens, and it kind of is often a central kind of life to the whole house is the kitchen. And in the same way, I'd say, actually, we are spiritual beings that are made with this bit of us that isn't just flesh and blood, isn't even just emotion or your personality or what you feel like on a certain day. It's like there's this essence of you, essence of life in you, that's kind of made to be full of something more than you can just see or more than your circumstances allow. I think humans are made by God with a spiritual heart to them that's made to be well and made to be fully alive and made to be sensitive to the world around us. But what happens when that part in us isn't functioning so well when that starts to derail? What can that look like? You might not be a Christian watching this and so your understanding of the spiritual, this might all be pretty new. And what I would say is, you can sometimes feel when stuff feels a bit spiritually off without really knowing that language. So it's not that everything in the world isn't spiritual. It's not that, you know, you don't sense, oh, I, f I feel a bit funny or I feel a bit 
you might walk into a certain situation and actually feel a kind of, this is unnerving, this feels kind of dark. Something in me feels like disrupted around my peace. I don't, I don't feel okay. Equally, you might walk into, I don't know, a cathedral that's full of hundreds of years of people's prayers. And you suddenly might have a sense of, I feel grounded. I feel peaceful. I feel like there's something more going on here and that's a good thing. So I would say that we can sense when things are spiritually well or spiritually just a bit off. And in the same way in us, I actually think God wants us to be spiritually well, at peace in the world, grounded, secure. I actually think we're made to be full of of God's love, God's spirit, God's presence with us that says, you're okay. Even in the middle of a storm, there is peace. God's spirit lives in you and anchors you and brings you hope and comfort and even joy when other things might feel a bit scary or disconcerting or even just downright dark. So I think the spiritual is really important and probably all of us have experiences of feeling a bit funny or noticing the spiritual even if we wouldn't label it like that. If you notice that in yourself, how can you start on that journey of becoming spiritually well? What, what do you do? What kind of things would you do? I think God's um, not just out there and in, I think he's in here, but I also think God's really kind of practical and hands-on with us as people. So I really believe as a Christian, every one of us was handmade on purpose and made to do every day living a spiritual life, living a life that's fully well and fully alive with God's love and presence. So that is as simple as, I don't know, waking up every morning and actually acknowledging I am a spiritual being not just a physical walking around skeleton with some extras on me. So even saying to God, maybe even a simple prayer like, you know, good morning, God, and help my spirit be full of your spirit of love and peace and joy today. Every morning, I actually spend some time sitting in silence before I get busy with my day. I actually sit for 20 minutes every morning and ask God's spirit, to fill me again, that I might be a spiritual being that overflows into my work, into my relationships. And then throughout the day, I'm asking God, like, what are you up to? What's your presence up to in the world? What are you up to in me? When I meet people, I say to, to God's spirit in me, how do you see that person? I think the spiritual life, what's going on in you, actually gets to every area of your life, your language, your relationships, and can really make all the difference to being well. I would like to ask you for anyone out there who's kind of watching and just feeling that sense of being a bit spiritually off, can sense that maybe things aren't quite right, but they've just not really known how to address it. Could you lead us in a prayer? Yeah, and this is the th- this is the cool thing. So as a Christian, I genuinely believe God loves you and wants to know you and me, all of us. I think God made himself knowable through the person of Jesus, who you might have heard of, but basically that's God come to earth as a fully alive and fully well person. And so to be spiritually well is to invite Jesus, God made knowable, to meet you and to fill you with his spirit, his heart, his presence. When you meet God and you invite God's spirit to fill you, it's like you're brand new in the world and growing in the life that you were made to live being born in the best way in terms of getting to start afresh with living as a spiritual being and a whole being on this earth. If you're, if you're watching and thinking, 
I want this new life that's full of this love and presence of God, the Spirit of God in me, bringing me to life, making me as I was made to be made and anchoring me even in the storm. Then I'll lead us in a short prayer where you can actually invite God's Spirit, Jesus, to come into your life and to fill your spirit with what it was made for, which is God's Spirit and loving you. So let's pray together. God, thank you that you made me on purpose. Thank you that you made me a spiritual being. Thank you that you made me to be spiritually well. God, I ask that you would fill me with your spirit. Jesus, thank you that you are with me and can make me spiritually well and alive right now. Come Spirit of God and make the heart of our house a place full of life and hope and peace. Bring me spiritually alive that my whole life might be affected with that really good news. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Miriam. Right, I'm off to Guildford to meet the founder of 24-7 Prayer International and author of so many books, Mr. Pete Gregg. He does like a, a bit of darts. I've got the grey jumper just in case. Simon, nice to see you. Captain, how right. are you doing? Hey, look at this. Come aboard, look at this. <laughs> Captain Pugwash. <laughs> Pete, this is magnificent. Welcome aboard. Hey. What a place. It's great, isn't it? This is home. It's our home. Is it? Our home, floating around. Yeah, we love it. We love it. It's idyllic. Slow. Yeah. Reflective. Fun. Just slow the whole pace of life down. Three miles an hour. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, dog walkers over. <laughs> Do you want a coffee? I'd love one here, yeah, that'd be great. Dog walkers overtake you. Or, uh, as, as, you're, as you're pottering down. But anyway, it's great fun. Now, I obviously know you already. Um, there'll be some people watching this and think, who's Pete Gregg? So in a nutshell, what do you do apart from make fine coffee? I'm putting well, pressure on you, by the well, way. Well, it's a good question. Um, who, who am I? No, I, I'm um, a pastor. I, Sammy and I have been leading churches for about 25 years now. And uh, I'm also the bewildered founder of... Uh, a movement of prayer, mission and justice called 24-7. We're working in over half the nations on earth. We started one prayer room uh, about 20 years ago and now it's just gone crazy. So, uh, you know, and I'm a, I'm a barge dweller. And a barge dweller. And an author. Yes, I've written a few speak. books. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So how intertwined then, how closely aligned is our spiritual well-being with our physical and mental well-being? When my um, brother hit 40, we paid for him to go up in a microlight. You know, have you ever been up in one of those? I have, yeah. It's just a couple of wings and an engine and yeah. a seat and a couple of wheels. And the pilot said to me, these things are, these machines are really simple and everything is held together by one nut. And he said, if that nut goes, everything goes. And he said, it's such an important nut, yeah. get this, we call it the Jesus nut. Really? The thing that holds all the bits together. They never told me that when I went up. <laughs> it's, a G, it's the Jesus nut. I, I do think that, that, that faith, spirituality, 
Jesus is what holds all the other bits of well-being together. And if you have all the other bits, but you don't have that bit, something profound is missing in your life. So do you think in some ways that we've, I don't know if this is the right phrase, we've lost the art of, of seeking God? Yeah, I think we do. I think we live in a culture where we expect everything instant and everything easy. And the reality of faith is sometimes it's like wrestling. There's a verse in the Bible that says, you'll seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And I don't think that's because God is um, trying to make it difficult for us, but he wants partnership. It's like with my kids, when they were babies, I did everything for them. Now that they're young men, it'd be very weird if I was still doing everything for them. Growing up means I, I start to say, well, look, can you do your bit? And so for me, what that looks like is, is I make space each day to be quiet, to be still. And it's incredibly important, stillness. Um, there's a verse in the Bible that says, be still and know that I'm God. So I, I, I'm still, I read the Bible. Um, and I'm not just reading it for information, I'm reading it for conversation. Yeah. Another thing that's been important for me actually is building exercise into my prayer life. Yeah. So I'll often take a Bible verse for a run. Like if I'm going out for a run, I'll just grab a Bible verse and I'll just be thinking about it as I'm running. And, and the latest research says that in the first 20 minutes of exercise, we release a chemical called BDNF, which actually brings, uh, it restores memories to our neural pathways there. It, it brings a kind of peace and then of course endorphins get released. Now to me, these are all gifts of God. And when Jesus used to go out and climb mountains to pray, as he often did at night and early in the morning, I don't think he was just trying to get a nice view. And this, I find this amazing. The Son of God was experiencing BDNF and endorphins that were helping him feel more peaceful, gain perspective and get close to the Father. How do we get better at listening to God? Before we talk about other stuff, we do need to be reading the Bible and asking God, would you speak to me through it? Every page of the Bible is a conversation starter, even if sometimes the conversation starts with, I don't understand this, help me. But then, of course, the Bible itself teaches there are other ways God speaks to us, through our consciences, through friends, through other people. One of my favorite verses, Colossians 1, verse 27, says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. So sometimes I'll hear from God through, through you. And, you know, sometimes people have, have visions and dreams, and there's all sorts of ways that God leads us and speaks to us. I think spirituality affects everything about how we do everything. It is the Jesus nut that makes everything else in our lives, jobs, family, relationships, finances, hang together, get Jesus right. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will get given to you. And elsewhere, he says, delight in me, I'll give you the desires of your heart. You're a top man. Thank you. Thanks for coming. God bless. See you soon. God Take bless care. you. Try not to go in the drink. You know, I find it amazing that this all-knowing, all-powerful being actually wants to connect with us and that we can all do it, right? Just sit and have a chat with the creator of the universe, as you do. Now, I've got some more questions to ask, and I know exactly who can answer these for me. For my next stop, I'm off to see Pastor Agu, who heads up the church Jesus House in London. Pastor Agu, it is lovely to see you. Just been with your good friend, Pete Gregg, on his houseboat. This is slightly different, but he was speaking really powerfully about connecting with God. What's often the thing, the one thing that gets in the way of people hearing from God? I think, I think busyness is the big thing. I think we, we just get on this treadmill. It's frantic, it's frenetic, and there are 
so many competing voices in, in, in the world today uh, that, yeah, it just, just makes it challenging and difficult to hear, hear God with all that noise going on. Do we have to, when it comes to listening and hearing from God, have an expectation that He will speak to us? Yes, because He speaks to everybody. Mm. There are no favorites of God, you know, no special people. He speaks to everybody. What are the most important things you'd encourage people to put in place? Well, to, to first set the time, mm. you know, whatever it is, yeah. um, and to get into the pattern of uh, meeting God at that time, whatever time you choose, um, I encourage that. Um, so the first thing, of course, is showing up. Um, the, se the second thing is I also encourage people to study the Word, uh, study the Bible, you know, create time to read, study, and meditate on the Word of God intentionally develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. So I would come and, and sometimes I come and, and it's just, just Him. You know, I'm just, just reverencing Him, singing to Him, waiting for Him, talking to Him. Um, and since He's the one who's really going to do the speaking, since it's through his, the Spirit to my spirit that God speaks, and I think we should pay a bit, you know, quite a bit of attention to him because he's, he's the one who's going to carry whatever is going to come into your, yeah. your, your yeah. spirit. And for your spiritual well-being and, and everything else, hearing from him, from everything you've said, it just sounds like it's absolute rocket fuel. It certainly is. certainly is. Um, yeah, and, and, and no matter where you are, I mean, you're, you're in a... In a difficult place, going through a trying time, going through a, through a challenging period, just a word of comfort and encouragement from God makes all the difference. You know, you, suddenly, you know that I can go through this um, because, it, you know, I mean, God might not have told you how to get out of it, but he might have told you, don't worry, I'm with you on this one. And that, that just makes you say, square your shoulders and say, you know what, I'm going to go through it. And because you know God is God is with you, um, and in, invariably what we get is a is, is like very refreshing as we just receive whatever it is He has to say to us. So it, it's critical. Without it, you know, I I know it sounds a bit, you know, like wow, but I I seriously feel that I if I spoke for myself, my life unravels once that part of my life is out of sync. So, yeah, I think that's... It's like the rudder, isn't it? Yeah, it Without is. it, the boat starts going all over it the is. shop. It yeah. is. <laughs> Great to speak to you. Thanks a lot. Now I'm heading off to Shoreham, but while I drive there, Joanna's with Kerry Foster, who's going to share her amazing story with us. Kerry, thanks so much for sharing your story with us. Why don't you tell us about your journey? Um, well, I would say a few years ago, my life was a complete and utter mess. Um, I'd been through a lot in my life. I'd been through bullying. Um, I was diagnosed with depression at 15. Um, at 17, I tried to take my own life. Um, 19, I had a nervous breakdown. Um, and then I got involved with my partner, that's just the father of my kids, and he was abusive um, physically and mentally. I spent 10 years in that relationship, um, eventually had the guts to kick him out. Didn't mean that my life got better because it didn't. I still was suffering with depression. I also um, 
started to pick up drink and I think in the last few years of my drinking it got really out of hand um, and so, someone mentioned Alpha to me so I thought why not I've got nothing to lose I've never felt love and peace like it it's just like I was filled with hope as well and um, I've been searching for something all my life and I've been living in darkness and that was the answer and I haven't looked back since. I've been sober for like over four and a half years now and my life is completely in a different direction where it was and I know that God was the answer to that. Kerry, you've been on an incredible journey. So how has that change in your spiritual life affected your overall well-being? Um, it keeps me safe, I feel secure in the knowledge that I'm not on my own and when things are difficult that's who I turn to. God is my comforter, my secure thing and my hope and it doesn't matter how bad things get I know that he's in, in that with me and he has a plan for me and it's not to live in that darkness anymore, it's to live in light. That's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing with us Kerry. Spending time analysing our spiritual well-being might be really tough for you, but I'd really encourage you to start from a place of desire, knowing that there's delight at the end of the journey. Now, from everything we've heard today, it's really clear that the health of our spirit has a profound effect on our overall well-being. And this isn't an untouchable, unfathomable concept. It's for everyone. Simon? Yeah, hello, I'm You're back. back. Hot water? Yes, please getting used to it now listen i need to tell you about mr pete Gregg's houseboat oh yeah <laughs> it is a thing of beauty it really is just outside guildford thank and you was talking about how in the summer months him and his wife would just potter out down the river stop at the pub return back I mean, it's glorious but in all seriousness you know just speaking to pete but also speaking to pastor ag as well it's, you were spot on what you said right at the start you know if we're going to get fit physically fit it's no good just exercising once every now and again it's got to be a regular thing and and listen, as a Christian, I know that from my faith as well. I know, you know, with my boy, Ethan, if I don't spend time with him, if I don't invest in him, my relationship with him does not grow. It doesn't go anywhere. It's not good for us. And I think when you hear from someone like Pete, you know, he's a well-known Christian figure right around the world. You hear from someone like Pastor Ag, who leads this huge church, just how important that daily time, that daily routine of spending time with God is for them. When you think, well, it's important for you. It has to be important for me as well. I just, you know, I just found it really, really encouraging. It, I knew it kind of already. Yeah. But hearing it from them is just massive. But what did you take from today? Yeah, um, I love that, by the way. That's really good. You just need that reminder sometimes, yeah, don't you? Yeah. Um, I really loved my chat with Kerry. She's amazing. She's this awesome kind of woman, had a, a pretty tough start in life. Yeah. And you could, you know, look from the outside and think that it's going to go in one direction. But my kind of one thing is it's never too late to kind of for things to turn around no, not, no. you know her life is completely different now she's got a healthy spiritual life and it's just completely changed everything for her um so i just think that's amazing you know it's incredible yeah now however you think about your spirituality or your spiritual well-being this is a journey that all of us are going on so what is it the one thing that you're going to take away from today the next session of the wellbeing journey is all about relationships. Simon's going to be in London and I'm heading up north to Warrington. We'll see you next time.